Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast. I am your host, Steph, here with Pastor Adam. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) Okay, so we're on episode 144 today, and this is week six and our final week of our series, I'm Offended. Last week of I'm Offended, we've been talking through having a spirit of offense. We've covered all kinds of stuff. I'm not going to rehash all of it because it's just too much. We've done a bunch. If you think you might have a spirit of offense, like Steph and I have realized that we have, uh, best place to start is the first episode of this series. I don't know what it is, but go back like six episodes and there it is. Um, and it'll help you diagnose whether you have one. Um, as a matter of fact, we did this with multiple groups of people, um, and the vast majority of the people in our in our in those settings um, felt like that they had a spirit of offense, especially after taking a quick assessment. So um, I think it's I think it's more prevalent, and I think obviously we live in a time right now where everybody knows that everybody's offended about everything, and that's not just because. There's animosity and those things. It's because there's a spirit. Of, the enemy is using a spirit of offense to divide, to um, destroy, trying right? to trap us, to kill. He absolutely mm-hmm. is. He's trying to kill unity in the church. He's trying to kill, you know, the 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 Christian love that we would have in the community that would be obvious to people who are not of Christ. Like he's trying to do all that. And he can do a lot of it through a spirit of offense, you know. And so that's what's happening. I think that's why we're in a culture right now where people are so offended. That's one of the main reasons. It's not. It's a spiritual battle, right? Yeah. One of the things we got to remind ourselves. You said this when we were prepping this this thing. I don't think we ever talked about it. One of the things we got to remind ourselves is that this is spiritual warfare, and this is a tool of the enemy. The mm-hmm. spirit of offense is a tool of the enemy used to um, divide and conquer, and and it's easy. And so, yeah. You know, in this in this season of life, in this culture that we're in right now, where everybody's offended about everything all the time, and it's okay to be, if it's actually you should be offended about everything. That's kind of the air that's around. It's really the enemy's tactic in this time period. That's really what's going on. It's, you know, it's just it weighs you down. It weighs you down, and it just makes you it makes you disagree. Yeah, not like dis dishonor people that you don't need to because they just people like you. you yes. Know what I mean? it, it genuinely wastes your time. I mean, there is yeah. so much just from the political side. We'll get to this at the end of the episode. Just from the political side of the spectrum, the last, as a pastor, the last eight years or so, I have seen more families disrupted um, by being so offended at how the other person votes or thinks politically. That they won't even spend Thanksgivings or Christmases together anymore. I mean, it's just deep seated, and that spirit of offense. You got it. You got to look past it and go. This is not just um, half the people want to vote this way and half the people want to vote this way, or half the people want to wear a mask and half the people don't want to wear. It's, it's so much more than that. It it is the enemy working on a deep level, um, and you got to be able to call it out for what it is. That's really what it is. And That's so when right. the spirit of offense works among a culture and also. When the spirit of offense is working among us as individuals, it's spiritual warfare. So what we want to talk about in this episode is how to deal with it, right? We're going to conclude this whole thing with some easy steps. We're kind of known for our easy steps, especially since Steph took over the podcast. We've been doing all kinds of like um, 
here's a step to do this, step to do this, right? So easy steps of how to deal with the spirit of offense. So the idea is how do we dismantle it and how do we deal with it? We got to dismantle it piece by piece by piece. That's the picture here mm-hmm. is it's not going to just, you're not just going to end this thing right now and do a little quick prayer. Lord, please take away my spirit of offense and just goes away. You got to dismantle it piece by piece by piece because this thing is layered and it's deep. And so we want to dismantle the whole thing. So what can we do to dismantle it or what can we do to break its power in our lives. That's the way we want to kind of go about this. And is there even a way for us to walk around um, without offense, right? Is that even possible? Um, I believe that we can kind of guard our hearts against offense with the help of the Holy Spirit, right? So as a human being, as a, as a natural sinful human, we are we, we lean towards a spirit of offense, right? Yes. But with the Holy Spirit's power, we can actually guard our hearts against it. And so we can we can fight it is what I'm trying to say, right? It's not like it's not going to come for you and that the enemy's not going to consistently bait the trap so that you take the bait. Yeah. Um, remember, that was the word that, that in the Greek, that's what was described as um, what spirit of offense looks like. It doesn't mean he's not going to continue to do that. So it's not just going to disappear. There's going to be, from the rest of your life forward, there's going to be consistent things for you to be more and more offended by. They're going to be there. They're going to always come up. But I think we can guard our hearts against them. And so these are kind of steps to sort of guard our hearts um, so that we can walk in the spirit and we can walk in love like we talked about on the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you look at Jesus's life, um, I think a lot of times we dismiss what Jesus does on this earth as something we can't do because we miss the fact that Jesus walks on this earth and he does it as a human and he does it with the full power of the Holy Spirit, right? He's leaned into that completely. And we have the exact same spirit. So is it possible for us to walk this earth and live a life like Jesus lived? Yes, it is possible, right? And we should be pushing towards it. And so just because you look at Jesus and you see, well, he didn't, he did not lean into the spirit of offense, but he's Jesus. I can't do that because he's perfect. No, 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 you're missing the whole point. The reason Jesus walked the way he walked through things with the Holy Spirit's power is so that we could see that we could do it too. That's the whole point, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, so we can do this. Um, and even if you ain't Jesus, okay? So when you feel offended, here's number one. This is the simple one. We always kind of start here. Um, you forgive the person. And we start here because forgiveness is foundational in eliminating offense. Um, offense is eliminated in us. Our offense towards God in our natural sinful tendencies and actions is eliminated in forgiveness through Jesus, right? And so forgiveness is first. So first off, you forgive the person. Um, it's one of the most powerful things that we can do when we're offended. It's the starting point. When we feel it, when we recognize that we're offended, we begin to go, you know what? I'm going to forgive. I'm going to forgive their actions, their thoughts, their deeds. They're, they're, um, uh, ignoring me, uh, or, or making me feel small or whatever it is. I'm going to forgive it right off the bat. The majority of the time offense is just a misunderstanding or an accident anyway. You know what that's, I mean? That's true. It is true. Most of the time when we when we get offended, it's really we just misunderstood how that person communicates or what they meant by what they said. Or, you know, you ever had this happen, Steph, where, you know, I don't know, you're anywhere and you find somebody looking at you like kind of ugly, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what the heck is this person doing? Now, if you're not close to them, you never ask them. But sometimes you'll find yourself with a spouse or somebody like that that you're really close to that you can ask. You'll be like, why are you looking at me so ugly? And and it's been so many times where this has happened to me where the person I'm close to, I'll say, why are you looking at me like that? And they'll go, 
Oh, I won't even. I was in my own head. I was thinking about something else. I won't even. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, ain't even, I won't even look at. You know, the person's what they're saying is, is I won't even looking at you, right? I was just look. My eyes were this way, but I was just thinking about something else, right? Simple misunderstanding. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, or some sort of accident. It didn't mean to happen that way. Um, sometimes a person didn't mean to offend you at all, and so you got to let it go and forgive them. That's the first step, always. Um, now, if the person was being intentional about causing, you know, trying to offend you or causing that offense to you, then the prescription is you still forgive them, even if they're doing it intentionally. True. Right. Because this is this is a this should mirror our actions towards somebody else should mirror Jesus's actions to us. So in all the times where we didn't mean to sin, we didn't mean to do that. And we do. We get forgiveness. And the times where we straight up meant it, like we knew what we were doing, we chose it on purpose, we chose that sin on purpose, guess what we get? Forgiveness, right? And so it's got a, our, our level of forgiveness that we receive should be what we give out to other people. So it needs to mirror it. So, so even if somebody causes offense to you greatly, you need to forgive them too. Um, no matter what you have, you bring it to Jesus and you let go of the offense, and you ask God to forgive you for being offended. Like this whole thing is bathed in forgiveness. If you bathe a situation in forgiveness, it is going to eliminate the spirit of offense. Like I'm going to yeah. forgive this. I'm, Jesus, I'm bringing this to you. I'm going to forgive this person for what they did, whether they meant to or not, and then I'm going to ask you to forgive me for getting offended at that person, for making something big that wasn't that big or not letting it go or not – you know, taking it on the chin or whatever it is, right? I'm going to let those things go. Um, what forgiving does is it breaks the power of offense. Um, it's it's huge. It's massive, right? And it's rooted in the biggest tool we have in our toolbox is repentance. It's the biggest tool we got in our toolbox, right? Where we yeah. where we say our forgiveness is I'm sorry that I did this to you, and specifically to God, and I'm turning away from it. And I'm walking. I'm not walking to that no more. I'm walking to something else. I'm walking to you, God. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what repentance looks like. And forgiveness is is rooted in repentance, and that's the biggest tool we got in our toolboxes. So the place you start is is you start with forgiveness, no matter whether it was intentional or unintentional. And I'm telling you, I've walked through this a bunch, and I've had the spirit of offense in my life. The vast majority of stuff we get offended by was not intentional. Yeah. It was a misunderstanding. It was just a. It was an accident. Um, you know, like somebody said something and they didn't mean to say it that way. It just came out that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know like I, mean? I even, like I shared something on Facebook last night and I was like, I hope these people don't think that. And I'm like, why am I doing that to myself? Yeah. I'm already thinking they're going to be offended by something I shared. I'm like, it ain't even like that. How often do we, you know, we ought to realize this too, because how often do we say something and we're like, oh, I didn't mean for it to come across like that. You know what I mean? Like at all. Yeah. Like, at all, I didn't mean for it to come. Like so, there was a there was a, um, a church. This was like three months ago. There was a girl who came in, and I have not seen this girl since she was nine. Okay, so uh-huh. so think nine year old girl, mm-hmm. right? Little nine year old. Now she is now she was fourteen. So think about how much you change between nine and fourteen. Yeah, you know, nine year old is a girl. Yeah, fourteen year old is a woman, a young woman. Yeah, you know, lots of changes. And me just being a stupid guy, I just looked at her and said, oh, my God, you've gotten so big. Oh, no, right? you didn't. <laughs> right? 
But of course that, yeah. yeah. You know, but I didn't mean it. I, honest to God, didn't mean it no, that way. No, you didn't mean right. it that way. But of course mean, the girl's like, oh no. I didn't mean you're fat or you're, you know what I mean? Like I didn't mm-hmm. mean it at all. I meant you got, you grew, you grown, grew up. grown. That's yeah, what I meant. you gotten taller. And, but yeah. I didn't mean it that way. Right. And so that person could have completely, I mean, she could have completely, and she did for a minute. Like it was, it took her back for a second, but she could be holding that against me right now. She could have offense to something that I didn't even mean to yeah. say that way. So other people could be saying stuff like that to us too, that they don't mean in the same way either. You know what I mean? That they That's don't right. mean it. And you got to be able to forgive it. Forgiveness is the key to taking away the power that the enemy has in dividing and causing hatred and anger and all those things. With offense, forgiveness is it. So the first thing you do is when you feel offended is you be, you begin the forgiveness process. Um, number two, eat some humble pie. Remind yourself that you are not always right or perfect either and that you've probably done the same thing to other people. That helps a lot. So you forgive the person right off the bat. You go, man, you know what? I'm not even going to forgive them for looking at me ugly or for ignoring me. I'm going to forgive them. And then you're going to go, you know what? I've done this. <laughs> I, you know, let me eat this humble pie because I have I'm I'm a sinner, right? That's the whole point. And I've done this exact same thing to somebody before. So how how dare I like turn it around and get offended with yourself instead? How dare I call somebody else on their behavior that I've actually done <laughs> right. that same behavior? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean that's pretty cool. That's a good one. Yeah, and the Holy Spirit will definitely remind you of Man, sometimes. So good at doing that. The Holy Spirit I is know. amazing at doing that. And and that's and that's one right that that one. I need to heed my own advice there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, eat some pie. Yeah, I need to eat that pie. Um, you know, you don't you don't have it all together, and you shouldn't. And you should be patient with others, um, no matter where they are in life, too. And so, forgiveness, forgiveness, and humbling yourself they go hand in hand, right? Because mm-hmm. the way you actually truly forgive someone is being is constantly reminding yourself that you ain't got it all together either. Yeah. You don't say it all right all the time either. You're not kind all the time either. You know what I mean? Like those two things, if you'll eat the humble pie, it'll also help you forgive for, with forgiveness. But if you'll forgive, it'll also help you with, you know, being humble and realizing that you're you're just as bad as the person you're mad at. You know, you know yeah. what I mean about certain things. And maybe maybe it wasn't to them, but you may have done it to somebody else before too. You know what I mean? And that helps too. Because sometimes we get so locked up in well, I'd never did that to them. Yeah, but have you ever done it to somebody else? You know, if you ever thought about somebody else? Well, it's the same thing, right? You're just as susceptible to it as they are. So forgive them and eat the humble pie. That's number two. Number three, pray. Pray about it. Pray, 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 pray. Take these things to the Lord. This also ties into forgiveness. As you talk to the Lord, you ask him to help you out in this particular area, right? You're asking God, help me to forgive. Help me to be humble. Help me not to be offended by people. Ask him for more love. Ask him for more kindness. Um, ask him for all those attributes of love in 1 Corinthians 13 that we talked about. Help me be patient with this person. Help me, God, to not keep a record of their wrongs. Um, help me to persevere and push through, to hope that you're in charge. You know, all those kind of things. Ask God for those things and and pray for this person or this group of people or whatever that has actually offended you, what you want to do is you want to bless them and you want to ask Jesus to touch them with his love and his presence. You know, I mean, there's a reason that Jesus tells us not to just pray for people that we love, but instead to actually pray for our enemies. That's the whole point. So if you'll, if you'll humble yourself 
to actually pray for the people that are offending you or getting on your nerves or have or have hurt you, right? If you actually pray for them, things will change. Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit will work in those ways and God will help you with those things, right? There's, there's so many scriptures that talk about um, God opposing the prideful but lifting up the humble. There's mm-hmm. a lot of them. And I think that's because when we are humble, we are admitting I'm just who I am. I'm not God. I don't have it all together. And God says, I know, and that's your rightful spot, so let me help you, right? Yes. But when we're prideful, what we're doing is is we're elevating ourselves, and God goes, no, 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 that's not your right spot. I'm coming against that. And so this idea of if you'll humble yourself before the Lord and and pray in that spot to help, you know, for, for him to help you with it, you're in a humble spot to receive yeah. that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, so if you went, this is where I was going. When you pray for these people that have offended you, you're actually putting yourself in a humble position. Yeah. Because you're praying for somebody who has slighted you, annoyed you, whatever it is. You're putting yourself in a humble position. God's going to help the situation and He's going to help you. You know what I mean? It's going to help yeah. you with it. And if I can add this in here, because I yeah. know what you're saying, but I heard um, a preacher one time, she said, I'm going to tell God on you. And I just thought that was really interesting. And I think that's a good way to open it up even. It's like it's tempting to want to tell everyone else what someone did. Absolutely. Tell God and then go into the prayer. Definitely go into it. You good know? point. Good point. Yeah, because, I mean, we're supposed to be – God knows everything anyway, and mm-hmm. we're supposed to bring everything to him no matter what, right? No matter what. No matter what. He already knows it. Yeah, and so I think yeah. those prayers, they often start with – God, this person, you know, this is what they did and this is what they said, right? Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit begins to work in that, you know. And then if that can turn into, well, let me pray for them. Yeah. You know? Man, that, that's a that's a good start. So you need to pray. Um, number four, should I talk it out? Meaning like, should you get counsel from somebody about it? That's what we're talking about, right? Like, should you, yeah. should you talk this thing out? Well, yes and no. Um, I can't tell you whether this will be good for you or not. Um, because every person is different and who you talk to really makes a big difference, right? Um, who you decide to seek advice and counsel from really matters on whether or not you should talk it out with somebody. So, cause it, cause it's really easy to go down a slippery slope, sharing your offense with a friend. And then that friend becomes offended too by the same person. And now all you've done is turn this in, turn, you've made the, you made the offense bigger, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So now it's all of a sudden, well, now they're mad at that person too for the stuff that that person did to me. And then that can kind of turn into gossip or slander really, really, qu- really, really quickly. You ever notice how quick a conversation can turn into gossip? Oh, yeah. I Especially mean, as a woman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're like, hey, you know, I want to talk to you about my day. This thing happened. And then all of a sudden, it turns into us just bashing that person or us yeah. just trading war stories back and forth, right? It turns into gossip real quick. Um, or it can just be a way for you to feel validated in your offense. Like, are you choosing to talk to someone because you're trying to get rid of this spirit of offense and handle it cor- correctly? Or are you choosing to talk to them just so you feel validated in the fact that you're offended? You know, because um, a lot of times we do that. We seek somebody out to talk to them so that An we feel answer. Yeah. 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 So we feel like we feel like, um, well, yeah, you know. Should I be offended? I'm offended at this. What do you think? And all we're doing it for is so the person goes back, yeah, you should be. You know what I mean? Or how, how dare they do this? You know what I mean? And then 
that's just turned now that's turned into a big pile of mess. It's gossip, it's slander, maybe. Um, it it's definitely not helpful in the situation at all, right? Mm-hmm. And you call it a vent session, but I don't think Christians want vent sessions. No, I, I don't think that that's our end goal. And vent sessions almost always are gossip. Yeah, you know, and we're not supposed to do that. And although that is one of the sins that we tend to ignore as Christians, you know, like we tend to ignore um, gluttony and we tend to ignore gossip. You know, we just act like they don't exist um, and they're not that big a deal, but they really are a big deal. Um, I, I'm a I'm a verbal processor. I have to talk things out. I'm, I'm like that, James. That's just how I am. Like me and Valerie get into it. Valerie calls me the woman in the relationship when it comes to this. Um, that sounds <laughs> sexist, but you know what I mean. Um, she will because because when we get into an argument, I want to talk it out right then, as long as it takes. And she wants space. She wants quiet and space. And I want to talk it out. I'm just a verbal processor. That's why. That's why I like the podcast. Because I let the talk, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I'm a I'm a pastor, I'm a preacher. I get to preach, I get to verbal process all the time. Um, but I have to be careful with this because I'm a verbal processor. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. If you're a verbal processor, you have to be very careful with this because you will end up using it um, not to heal the spirit of offense in the relationship, but to just churn it up, churn it up, churn mm-hmm. it up. You know what I mean. This is where you got to take notes from your friends who are quiet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Like like your husband, Jonathan. I was about to say my husband. Yes. Because what they're doing is now, of course, they got their own sinful tendencies. But what they're doing yeah. is is they're guarded on. I'm not going to say something I don't mean. I'm going to be careful with what I say and how I say it. And that's something we should pay a lot of attention to if we're verbal processors. Yeah. So you know whether you should talk it out or not. I don't know. If you're a verbal processor, you got to talk it out. But you got to be careful with who you talk about, who you talk it out with. Right. That's the whole point. Um. Uh. Because lots of times, you know, it hadn't been good for me to do that, and I've had to repent. But at the same time, it can be very fruitful to talk to someone. Um, my advice is do all these other things, these three things, before you talk it out. Yeah. So my best advice is, and what's worked for me, or what's working, I don't know if how good I am at this, is to forgive first. Try to forgive. Try to be humble, right, and pray about it. And then talk to somebody about it so that you set a tone for the conversation that's going to happen. Like, my suggestion is, is don't process it with somebody first. That's true. You know what I mean? Pray about it. Try to forgive. Try to remind yourself how sinful you are. Go to the Lord with it first before you go talking it out to somebody. And if you need to talk it out with somebody, pick the right person. Yeah. Like, pick a godly person that you know is going to try their best to steer you in a godly direction. They're going to give you godly advice. They're going to guard against gossiping. All right, they're not going to they, – they may they, – they're the people that are going to not just say, oh, you're right, Steph. They're the people who might actually say, I don't know, Steph, you might need to check yourself on this. You know what I mean? Like those are the kind of people you want to talk to. You want to know what? Meredith and Tanyette are really good at that. You're, yeah, I know. I met both of them. Yep. Well, I met Tanyette a bunch, but I met Meredith one time. Because you know because yeah. of the wedding. Yeah. But, I mean, of course y'all, but, you know – People like them too. I can talk to them as well, and I I always know they're going to give it to me straight. Yep. And they're also going to try not to gossip. Tanya, she's so good at that. Yeah. I just want to give them a shout out. You need people like that in your life. Mm-hmm. You really do. And those are the people you want to process this stuff with. You don't want to go to the person who is going to agree with you on everything that you say, because mm-hmm. all that's going to do is turn into a gossip fest. 
and you're not gonna you're not gonna get anywhere with it. You want to go to the person who you know loves you enough to tell you the truth, even if it hurts you. That's you know right. I mean? That's you the need people that. you want. You need those people in your life. I want to go to somebody who I know in the area that I'm wrong. They're gonna tell me I'm wrong. They're not just gonna pretend like it or ignore it. Um, they're gonna let me know. And I and we have a relationship to where I know that about them. They know that about me. Like yep. that's the people you want to process with. And so you want to go to the person. It, it's all about the tone of how it starts. If you want to talk a thing out, if you're getting offended by somebody and you want to talk this thing out, you don't go to it and go, let me tell you what this person did. Because you just <laughs> set the, you know what I mean? You just set the tone right off the bat of that conversation. You don't want to go in and be like, you ain't going to believe or guess what happened again. You know what I mean? Like you're setting a tone that way. You want to come into it and be like, hey, I'm so offended by this that I need your help. Right. Because I don't want to be I, I don't want to be like this. I want to I want to sow peace. I want to sow reconciliation. I want to be like Jesus. I need your help. Can you help me see the bigger picture in this thing? Yeah. Can you help me see the bigger picture so I can live in God's love? If you started a conversation like that, uh, the spirit of offense is, is dying real quick. You know what I mean? Just by the tone that's set off the bat. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really important. And so, you know, you watch how you start the conversation and watch who you process out, out loud with. So should you should you talk it out? Uh, it depends. Who are you going to talk it out with and what tone are you going to talk it out in? Right. If you're going to pick somebody who isn't going to give you godly counsel and you're going and you're going to set a tone of let's gossip about this person, then probably not. Right. Probably keep your mouth shut. Keep praying. Keep forgiving. Keep eating humble pie. All right. I got one little extra one in here, Steph. Um, if you are being offended by social media posts. Right. If the if your source of offense, if we've been talking through this whole episode, this whole series, if your source of offense has been things that are online by people, right? And then of course you're associating that with the person who posts it or whatever it may be. You know, that dreaded political, spiritual, rude, weird, mean, odd things that people post, there's tons of it, right? Uh-huh. Um if that's the stuff, here's my advice for you. Scroll on. Like, scroll on. Do not engage. That's right. Right? That's Because the, the way you feed the spirit of offense is you engage in that crap online. The way you defeat it is, nope, that's their opinion. Scroll on past it. Just keep on scrolling. Um, if things really bug you so bad that you can't scroll past it, you find yourself, you just can't go past it. You just can't scroll. There's some people online. I, I know some people in the church. And these are... I mean, these are these are solid Christian people, right? Mm-hmm. And if they see a post about a particular issue, they have they feel like they have to comment on it, right? They have to set it straight. They have to correct it. And all that is is a spirit of offense, right? Um, I've had a couple of these people where I'll say to them, I was like, "Hey, look, if you see some posts about me, right, where somebody's saying something that's not accurate, you don't need to defend me. That's right? good that you do. That. You don't need to defend me." Don't don't defend me. All that's going to do is make it worse. That person has their opinion. We're going to try to handle it godly. You don't need do not defend me. You don't need to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think they think they're doing something noble, but really all they're doing is feeding the spirit of offense and causing more and more division. You know what I mean? No need getting in some battle, some keyboard battle 
on because that person wanted a battle that started so the it. whole reason they posted to begin with, right? Because they carry in a they spirit were being of, intentional. They carry in a spirit of offense. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So just don't don't do it. Um, if Good things point. really bug you and you can't scroll on, because some of you are listening, to this going at them, I just can't not scroll on. Then you need to set some filters on your Facebook, on your Instagram. You can do this that filters out certain things that you see. These things are allowable and they're there. There are even third-party apps that you can download that will then filter your Instagram and Facebook for you um, and Twitter feeds and everything so that you don't see certain things. Filters yeah. them out for you, right? Um, you can manually unfollow certain people. It's better to unfollow somebody than it is for you to continue to get uh, continue to have this spirit of offense well up inside of you. If there's a person who's consistently posting some particular thing over and over and over again all the time, and you're constantly getting offended by it, unfollow them. Right? Stop looking at it. You know what I mean? It's like true. Stop looking at those things. Um, get out of the groups that you're in where you're in some sort of group setting, and and it's always about these things. Well, don't be in that group. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Unfollow certain pages that are constantly doing this. There are, there are pages, business pages on. Fa- I don't know if it's called pages on Facebook, but I mean on uh, Instagram. But these things are designed this way. They create memes. They create all this stuff on purpose. Yes. Unfollow that mess. Like get out of the group. Unlike the page. You know what I'm saying? Like get away. Get it out of your feed. Is what I'm saying. Control. You have the ability more than you think you do to control your feed. Yes. So control it. Right. When if you're on the Tic Tac and the video pops up, right, and it's you, it just drives you crazy. Don't watch it. If you won't watch it, that crap will stop popping up in your feed, right? That's the whole point, yeah. right? So quit watching it. Um, and here's a big ending thought. Big ending thought. Overall, don't let the enemy steal away your time and your peace over a post that you can be offended by. I mean, think about the think about how trivial that is. You're going to let a social media post that's here today and lost in the scroll three hours later steal your peace, your time, your your sense of self worth. I mean, you're going to let that crap steal it away. Don't don't do it. Um, if people are posting a ton of online offensive bait, then just simply remove it. Just get rid of it. Look, some of you, okay, this is how you would handle. You're offended by the social stuff. Step one is you stop scrolling. Some of you, you can't do that. So what you need to do instead is unfollow. Some of you, that is not going to work either, right? Because you just can't help yourself. You know what you need to do? If you can't help yourself, you know what you need to do? You need to delete the app. Yeah. You need to get off of it. And even if you just say, you know what? I'm finding myself so worked up all the time. That's the spirit of offense. So worked up all the time. I'm going to delete this for the next 30 days. I'm going to take a, you know what I mean? You know mm-hmm. what? I'm going to take a social break. And you tell me after that social break if you don't find yourself more walking in love and less walking in offense. Yeah. So some of you, you're going to need to delete it altogether. And if you do decide, just do it. Don't announce it. Just yeah, do it. Yeah, you don't it. need to tell you're everybody. Gonna, you're going to feel better not even announcing it. Trust me. Yeah. You just don't need be to tell everybody, business. I'm going to take a break on it. Just get off of it. Because I've done that too. And honestly, nobody cares. Just They're going to be happy for you. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. <laughs> Preserve your peace. Let yourself, yeah, let yourself have peace. There's more to do outside of your phone anyway. There is a lot. There are a lot of people. 
a lot of people who the, a lot of their offense would disappear if they would get off of social media. Yeah. Get off of it. I mean, and let, and if you feel like you can't do it, you know, I can't get off. Well, how can I get off of it? That's part of life. Well, do it temporarily. Yeah, because it, it does become like an addiction. When you've been doing that for so long, it's like, oh, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. You know, pick up the phone. Nope. And it's and it, let's be real. It is the easiest way for us to gossip anyway. It's That's true. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you want to eliminate gossip in your life, you almost have to um, get rid of the hold that social media has on you. Yeah. Like, you don't need to know what celebrities dating who. <laughs> nope. I, you know, and let me go look at this person who gets on my nerves or at work who's always driving me crazy. Let me go look at what she posted. Yeah. They're posting pictures uh, together and knowing that'll make me upset. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you, you I mean, I'm telling you, like, it's just not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. I'm telling you, I have. So this is one area that I can say out of all these steps. Now I'm struggling on all these. But mm-hmm. this is one area I can tell you where I didn't got good at. That's good. I done got good at, you know what? At I'm trying to look, unfollow, unfollow. Now, I don't unfriend and I don't delete anybody, right? Well, that's good. I don't unfriend <laughs> or delete anybody, right? Now, I get unfriended and deleted, but I don't do that to anybody. What I do is I unfollow. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to look at this mess. I'm not going to see this all the time, right? You know, and it can be something simple as, it's funny how the spirit of offense works on social because it can be something as simple as, Somebody who put, you know them, all right, you know them people who post a picture of themselves every day in their outfit? Yes. All right, every day. All right, or the food that they ate at night every day. You know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, I love posting my food, right? though. Every day. <laughs> have, you ever had, have you ever had a person, let's just be real, have you ever had a person on your feed who's a friend, you know, an online friend, right? Uh-huh. And they post pictures of themselves in their outfits every day, and after a while, you begin to roll your eyes every time you see it. Oh, yeah. Right. There's someone now. I'm like, oh, here they go again. Here I'm like, go. stop, Stephanie. Another one for the day. Oh, night. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, what the, what you should feel right then is you should feel I, I'm developing a spirit of offense. Exactly. You know what I'm yep. And so what you need to do with that person is unfollow that person. Quit looking at all those things. Let yeah. them do their thing. Let them enjoy their life. Let them take their pictures, whatever it is, right? Ain't got nothing to do with you anyway. That's right. Unfo- unfollow them so that you don't. I haven't got good at this. So when those things pop up and I find myself being annoyed at somebody, who, what difference does it make? Just because of their habits, I unfollow. I just stop looking at it. It's just not there in the feed anymore at all. Um, same thing with like certain organizations or businesses, other churches, stuff that pops up. I'm like, nope, unfollow. I don't want to see all that, you know, because it's just not worth. I I should not be getting offended over something that does not matter, right? Yeah, you know, and let, let me let me take the let me take the mature step to unfollow, you know. So that's all I got to say. But social media, I'm telling you. It's a wonderful tool, and at the same time, it is very easily used by the enemy to cause division, anger, hatred, well up the spirit of offense. Really easy. And it, you know what's funny is, is when the enemy has a really easy tool, um, he's going to use it. And in this particular case, it's kind of your fault if he's using yep. it well, because you can you have the power to actually get rid of it. You know, like you can't you can't not interact with people at work. You can not interact with those people on Facebook or Instagram. That's, it's a choice. That's you know true. what I'm saying? It's yep. a choice. So that's all we got. We're wrapping up this series. We're done. Steph and I are no longer offended. Well, we probably are, but we're working on it. No, I was going to say, how many yeah. times were you offended today? <laughs> 
quite a bit, actually. I found myself actually on quite multiple occasions, and I had to check myself. So I found myself lately going back to constantly the out of all these steps, I found myself going back to most for me is the humble pie part. Oh yeah. Like let me go back to you know what I ain't like I ain't as good as I pretend like I am, and I don't have it all together, and. I get mad because you said this word to me, but I've said that word to a hundred people. You know what I mean? Like, and I can't yeah. do that. You know what I mean? That that's really helped me. I found myself going back to that a lot with my family recently. Um, you know, like I'll get mad at my kids for saying something ugly or disrespectful to me, or raising their voice, and then I'll go. You know what? How many times did I raise my voice at them just yesterday? You know that yeah. really helps me to eliminate it. So yeah. Anyway, that's all. We have no idea what the next series is. I don't think we landed on it yet. So. No, but it'll be a surprise. We have some good stuff yeah, planned. We do. So yeah, it's yeah, we've exciting. Got, we've got some stuff coming up. We just don't know where we're going next. So episode one forty five will be a new series, and we'll see what it is when we get there. Woohoo! Sound good? It sounds great. Steph and I are tired of recording. We're ready to go home. Yep. So we're gonna get out of here. I want some dinner. Yep, dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I ain't said that in a while. Unless so. it offends you and then unfollow it. True. Yep. Mute it, whatever it you got to do. We try not to create anything that offends, but it can. But anyway, <laughs> we'll talk to you next, <laughs> All right, time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day. <laughs>